Welcome to the Lauren Jean Show, where we talk life. Through my life, I've had many experiences, and I want to share them all. Nutrition, mind work, and everything related to the self. I'm an integrative health coach focusing on helping you to overcome the dieting roller coaster that takes over your life through working on your perspective. Finally, be happy and healthy without the food worries that bring you down. There may be a curse word here and there, so be mindful when little ears are around while listening. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Lauren Jean Show. Thank you so much for being here. Today's episode is sponsored by Bella's Merry Yogis. Bella's Merry Yogis is a fun kids yoga with a twist. Kidding around yoga is so not your traditional yoga class. Bella Blair is trained in kidding around yoga. Kidding Around Yoga is a style of yoga that was created by Harris Lender from Florida, a former educator and yoga professional. Kidding Around Yoga encompasses the five branches of yoga in a clear, engaging method. A typical Kidding Around Yoga class gets the children singing, dancing, skipping, marching, jogging, shaking, laughing, hopping, limboing and storytelling, all while practicing authentic yoga to original kidding around yoga music. It is so much fun for your kids and they will absolutely love it. More information about kidding around yoga with Bella's Merry Yogis can be found on Facebook at bellasmerryyogis.com. I just want to mention that this class is specific to Long Island, which is where I'm from. Bella is a dear friend of mine and she has just gotten certified in this and is very excited to get this going. She is the perfect girl to get the kids together and do this. She is just meant for it and absolutely loves it. So keep your eye out for summer classes, which will be scheduling, and they are scheduling currently. She's got some going in Lindenhurst and soon coming to Ronkonkoma and Nesconset. So you could check out at Bella's Merry Yogis on Facebook. And if you have any questions, you can send me over a question over to Instagram if you're looking for more information on this. I know my daughter personally is excited about it. So I hope that you certainly check it out or at least get some information and see where there will be a class in your area because you definitely need to jump on this. It is a wonderful opportunity for the kids to learn this type of thing get them going and moving during the summer, and starting a healthy lifestyle while they are young. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is going to be a good one. I say that every single time, and yet there are so many amazing topics that I am excited to talk about. And today I am going to deep go deep into visceral fat and also what the hell is in your bottled water. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Do you really know? So let's get into something that I'm sure you've heard of. It's called visceral fat. And you want to probably know what it is and why it is so potentially dangerous to your health. It is very dangerous to your health. So let's talk about what visceral fat is. The actual definition is it's technically excess intra-abdominal adipose tissue. So it's accumulation. In other words, it's known as deep fat. So deep, 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 deep fat that's stored 
underneath the skin and around the belly. You're going to notice it around the belly. It's a form of gel-like fat that is actually wrapped around your major organs inside of your body. So they are wrapped around organs such as liver, pancreas, and kidneys. These organs are working super, super hard to get your body working the correct way. Visceral fat is linked to many other diseases, such as cancer, stroke, dementia, diabetes, depression, arthritis, obesity, sexual dysfunction, sleep disorders, and that's just a small list. It is considered to be extremely toxic inside of your body because it is extremely capable of bringing on inflammatory pathways plus also signaling the molecules that can interfere with your your body's normal functions. So you really don't want to be dealing with this because as you get older, it's only going to get worse and worse. So as visceral fat gets worse, it tends to act like its very own organ since it has such a high impact on your body. Now, fat cells... All right, fat cells, they do a lot more than store just extra calories. They are much more involved in your physiology than we previously thought. So we now know that fat tissues actually act as its own organ. Like I just said, by pumping out hormones and inflammatory substances, so storing this excess fat around your organs will produce extra inflammatory chemicals, also cytokines, which will lead to inflammation. And at the same time, it interferes with your hormones that regulate things such as appetite, weight, weight, mood, and brain function. All right. So this is something that you really, really, really want to pay attention to. And if you feel like you are on that road or you want to try to prevent it, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. So you probably want to know how the visceral fat develops. And it develops simply as when there is too much glucose in your bloodstream and the cells have already filled glycogen storages, glycogen storages, uh, glucose is then stored as fats. And it happens a lot more easily and quickly when you are consuming anything that is refined. So a package a box, a can, sugary foods when you're going to birthday parties or bakeries or anything like that. Carbohydrates and sugary foods are probably one of the top ones. Uh, Also starches like anything that's white, white bread, white rice, um, anything that's white with high sugar, keep an eye out for that. These are all rapidly, rapidly converted into simple sugars that will enter your bloodstream and trigger this large release of insulin from your pancreas. And the result is usually weight gain. And also that includes more hunger, which then leads to your overeating. And it's this disgusting cycle that makes it hard to stop eating sweets because once your brain is getting that chemical that it wants more sweets, it wants more sweets, it wants more sweets. And the more often... And the longer that your blood insulin levels remain high, the more likely it is for you to accumulate excess body fat 
And then you're going to continue to battle these weight problems. So a lot of this stuff is in our heads, right? We need to deal with it on an emotional level, but we also need to be paying attention to what we are putting in our mouths and why we are doing it. It goes a lot deeper than just the food, but the food is a big thing. But I also don't want you to be paying attention to every little thing because that's just going to cause other problems down the road. You need to first learn the simple way, all right? That's a whole other episode, but this is how visceral fat will develop. Basically, there's too much uh, glucose in your bloodstream, and that's not what we want because it's just going to cause so many problems. You really need to pay attention to what you're eating. Get the proper foods in your body. We know what's wrong. We have so much education on it already, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a pretty good grip on it. So I know this is something that you can um, prevent. You want to be able to prevent it or you want to be able to reverse it. So what are some visceral fat health risks? There are a bunch of them. I'll list a couple of them. Um, Higher risk for heart disease and stroke, of course. More likely to battle dementia as you age. Higher likelihood of depression and mood problems. Increased inflammation, higher risk of diabetes, and it makes it harder for you to lose weight. So even if you are not someone dealing with this, you might know of someone who could use the help. So please pass this episode on. I know it will help a lot of people, and that's my goal. I want to help as many people as I possibly can. This is why I do the podcast, because I can reach so many people through this simple audio. I'm trying to give you simple ways and simple topics that you can convert into your own life. So let's get into some natural ways that you can lower your risk for storing this this horrible visceral fat. First and foremost, you want to reduce your sugar and your refined carbohydrates, all right? You already know that your insulin is one of the body's most important hormones, and it is linked and directed to our, I should say it's linked directly to our diet and controls the insulin release. It is the main role in our metabolism, and it helps us get away from energy from food into our our blood cells. So when a cell is normal and healthy, it has a high level of receptors for this insulin, so it does not have a problem responding to it. But when your cells are exposed to high levels of all of this horrible reduced sugar and refined carbohydrates, it has a hard time um, breaking it down. And the level of insulin through an ongoing process, I should say presence of high glucose, the system will break it down. So too much insulin means cells start to do something to adapt. They get used to it. So then they reduce the number of the insulin responsive receptors, which ultimately leads to insulin resistance. And this is simply because of too many refined carbohydrates. Your sugar will spike the hell up. Reducing them is the first step to rebalancing your hormones and, of course, reducing that fat. And just, you want to really avoid this little bit of extra fat around your midsection because it will interfere with so many things. And this is something that you don't want to deal with in life. You really don't want to. 
All right, the second thing is you want to fill up on some non-starchy vegetables, fats, proteins. This is the base of your diet. It should be the base of your diet, coming from natural fat-burning foods that we are supposed to eat as a species, as humans. Of course, every person is going to be slightly different, so this is not going to be the same for every single person. You're not going to be able to eat the same thing as your friend and get the exact same results. This is not something that is that Simple, but you can pay attention to your own diet. See what you're eating, see what's working, see what's not. So you're, overall, you want to aim to consume high nutrient-dense real foods. So don't eat crap. Do not eat crap. You want to eat real foods. This means getting away from that packaged food, anything that's in a box or a bag or a can, anything like that, anything that's got anything artificial, um, anything that has toxins or anti-nutrients. You want to increase your healthy fats like coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, uh, wild-caught fish, nothing that's farm-raised. You don't know what's going into them. Nuts and seeds, they will have a beneficial effect on your insulin balance your gut bacteria, your hormones, and weight management. So, and additionally, proteins are also important for beating hunger and reducing those insulin spikes. And you want to include wild fish, grass-fed beef, cage-free organic eggs, and raw dairy if you consume dairy. The next thing, you want to regularly exercise. Get moving. Do things that you truly, truly enjoy. When I say exercise, you might get that look on your face. You might scrunch your face up like, oh, I don't have time for that bullshit. But you know what? It's not bullshit. This is something that's super important. I want you to think of exercise as something that you enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy going to the gym and lifting weights, don't go to the gym and lift weights. If you enjoyed gardening, do gardening. If you enjoy taking a walk with your friends, walk with your friends. But what you want to do is you want to get your heart rate up there. You want to start to feel warm. You want to sweat a little. This is what helps get rid of some of those toxins that are in your body. This is the first step. Getting this exercise, jump rope, jump on a trampoline. I have a trampoline in my backyard now and I absolutely love it. Do things that you love to do because if you don't, you're going to be forcing yourself to do things that you hate and that's only going to spike your stress levels. And this is not what we want to do. Which brings us into the next one. Reduce your stress. All right. So you want to reduce your stress because you want to enjoy your life. You want to have pleasure. You want to play. You want to enjoy the things that are in your life. Because you may or may not lead extremely stressful life with everything going on. So... There's something that you can do while trying to do this. If you want to sort of supplement a little, reducing your stress, you can use adaptogen herbs that can help lower your cortisol. I'm not going to go into exactly what they are at the moment because I can lead on, I can go into a whole other topic with that. But check out adaptogenic herbs. Look those up. They will help lower your cortisol. All right, you can also do meditation, certain exercises that you truly, truly enjoy. Get some sun exposure. We're all so deficient in vitamin D. Uh, spend a lot of time outside grounding, getting your bare feet on the ground. 
get your bare feet on the ground because you are doing something so good for yourself, reducing your stress by just standing on the ground, stand on the beach, just stand outside. It is truly amazing and it feels wonderful. Another thing, get sleep. You have no idea how much you need to sleep. You need at least seven to eight hours a night and you want to reduce the amount of artificial light that you're getting. So it's important to get outside during the day because this will help you sleep. It really will help you sleep. It helps boost your metabolism. Your cravings go away. Your stress hormones will be better. Reset your appetite. There are so many different things that you can do. So prioritize, get yourself some sleep, use some essential oils before bed, take a bath, avoid excess caffeine, and make sure that you're sleeping in a dark, comfortable room, a dark, cool room, ultimately with a nice warm blanket. Those are really the best ways that you can help to lower your risk for storing this visceral fat. And you can do so much more research on this topic on the internet, of course. Make sure you're getting it from, you know, good topics, good topics. You're getting it from uh, good sources, I want to say. All right, so the next thing that I want to talk to you about, I mean, that I did talk about a lot, but that's cool. That's definitely cool. There's so many things to go on about visceral fat, but let's move on. Let's move on to something I've been really passionate about lately, and that is water. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I am now working at Fountain, which is a proactive lifestyle center. We are all about education, teaching you, and we are also an alkaline water refill station, so you can actually bring in your bottles. We only do everything in glass. You can bring in your bottles and you can refill your water there, have a nice chat with us, ask us questions. You can also do our three-step detox, which I will link to up in the show notes. I'm actually making a note of that right now. Um, So yeah, check that out, fountainhealth.com. Come on over, check us out. Again, once again, we were only on Long Island at the moment. But so starting here has opened up a whole new world for me in the health coaching world. And I am truly excited to share it. And I'm going to try to share it, uh, if not in every episode, every other episode, because there's so much that goes into this topic. And today I'm going to be talking specifically about bottled water and what is in it. And there's a bunch of other things. So let's first talk about what is bottled water. We think it's healthy for us, right? And we think this is the way that we should be consuming water. But ultimately it was created for our convenience. So who is regulating it? Well, we have two different organizations here, and I'm going to clarify the two of them so you can understand which goes with which. We've all heard of the FDA. They regulate the bottled drinking water industry, which is classified as a food. Now, there's another agency called the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, and they regulate tap water. And crazy enough, 
The EPA guidelines for munis, municipal, I can never say that word, municipal, I can't say it, municipal water are stricter than the FDA regulations for bottled drinking water. So you might buy this bottled drinking water that is acceptable to the FDA, but is not, is not, is not acceptable for use as ordinary bathroom tap water. That is crazy. So what are their standards? Under the standard of quality, the FDA allows certain levels of contaminants in bottled water. I'm gonna go through those contaminants right now so that you can hear. And I'm actually getting this, I will share the article that I'm getting this information from because this is not all in my head, all right? It's really not, I'm gonna be straight with you. I can't remember all of this. So we have even some chemicals that I'm sure you have not heard of and things that I am currently learning. Some of these, I'm gonna go through each one. There are nine listed here. There are a lot more. And I'm also going to share with you a link where you can go check out your own tap water wherever you might be living. Okay, and it'll tell you what's in your water, and to your surprise, you're gonna say, what the fuck? Okay, so the first one on this list of contaminants that bottled water may have in it is coliform. Coliform are rod-shaped bacteria like E. coli that are normally present in the human intestines. The FDA says that bottled water may have up to 9.2 coliform organisms per 100 millimeters. All right? So this is like E. coli in your bottled water. Not cool. Arsenic. Arsenic is a poison. The FDA says that bottled water may have up to 0.05 milligrams per liter of arsenic. Next, we have chloride. Chloride is a compound of chlorine, a substance used to disinfect tap water. The FDA allows up to 250 milligrams per liter of chloride in bottled water. The next one is iron. Iron is a metallic element. Your body needs some iron, but not too much. The FDA permits bottled water to contain up to 0.3 milligrams per liter of iron. Next is manganese. This resembles iron and is used in fertilizers. Fertilizers. Bottled water may contain up to 0.05 milligrams per liter of manganese. Phylos, I'm sure, phenols. Like I said, I'm still learning this, all right? Phenols are corrosive, poisonous, acidic compounds. Your bottled water may contain up to 0.001 milligrams of this substance, phenols. Dissolved liquids, this is a catch-all phrase. The FDA will allow bottled water to contain up to 500 milligrams per liter of dissolved solids of whatever type, so we don't even know what it is. Zinc is a metallic element. Your body, of course, needs some zinc, but again, not too much, just like iron. But the FDA permits bottled water to contain up to 5.0 milligrams per liter of zinc. Fluoride, which is a whole other tangent that I could go off on. 
it's purposely added to some bottled water. So if so, the label should say so. In addition, bottled water is not labeled as containing fluoride and it may have up to 2.4 milligrams per liter of fluoride. So there are a lot of chemicals. Like I said, this is only a small, actually that was contaminants, these are contaminants. This is only a small list, a small list of these. There are so many other things that are inside your water that you have no idea what you're drinking. No idea. So there is another source that I'm going to share with you. And I want you to go to the website and download this. It's called the EWG's Bottle Water Scorecard. And it says, what's in your bottled water besides water? All right, so a lot of companies are going to make these claims. They are not regulated properly. And the FDA, like I just said before, they don't regulate the way we would hope that they would. So there are a bunch of things on this, on this PDF that I really, really think that you need to take a look at. But when you are buying water, you are actually putting out 1,900 times more than tap water. So it costs up to 1,900 more times than tap water. So you are paying 1,900 times more than you would if you were to just use tap water from your house. The EWG actually recommends that you use filtered tap water over any other bottled source of water. These chemicals are leaking into the water, first of all. Second of all, there's a lot of companies out there that will not tell you anything about their water. So it doesn't tell you where it's coming from, is it purified, how, and have tests found any contaminants. They don't tell you this. They will not disclose this information. So some of these brands I'll read to you right now. And if you're drinking them, I seriously recommend that you find another way to get your water if you cannot get alkaline water somewhere. Use filtered tap water on top of anything else that you would use. So we have, we have a bunch of brands here. We have Pepsi's Aquafina, Coca-Cola's Dasani, Crystal Geyser, six of seven, six of the seven Nestle brands will not answer any of those questions. So where it comes from, is it purified and how? And have there been any tests to find contaminants? They will not list these. They will not share this information with the public. This is your right, guys. This is something that you're putting into your body that you're thinking is healthy for you, but it is causing so many problems inside the human body. This is not cool of these companies. This is why I will not touch a bottle of water at all. And this is another reason why you really need to take a look at this EWG's bottled water scorecard. I will share the link with you, like I said. It's crazy. It really is crazy. So like I said before, the EWG recommends that consumers drink filtered tap water. It saves you money, it's purer than tap water, and it helps shrink this global glut of discarded plastic bottles. When bottled water is the only option, it recommends brands with a high transparency. So this is companies that are 
disclosing their information with you. And I'll go through this list really quick about uh, lists, the companies that actually are sharing some information with you. We've got Gerber Pure, which is purified water, Nestle Pure Life, also purified water, Penta Ultra. There is a list of worst on transparency as well. And depending on your area, you may or may not have these companies, but hopefully you can find a couple that are at least in your area. So we've got Market Baskets, um, O Water Sport, Electrolyte Enhanced Purified Drinking Water, Vintage Natural, Whole Foods Italian Still Mineral Water. These last couple ones that I said all got an F. The number one is an A with your own filtered tap water. These companies are non-transparent and it's just not the kind of thing that you wanna to have to deal with because they are just not sharing their information with you. There's also a list here that has the, oh my goodness, they are just shelf of shame. I'm gonna only mention um, the ones that I know of specifically uh, for this area. Anyway, we've got Aquafina. Graduates Little Water. This is for babies. This is for babies. This is insane. Absolutely insane. Feeding this stuff to babies. Ugh, disgusting. Uh, anyway, we've also got Market Pantry. Target brand, if you shop at Target. This is the brand that Target carries. Market Pantry. Watch out for them. We've also got Archer Farms, which is also Target, I believe. Um, let me see here. Yeah. So those two brands from Target specifically, uh, we've also got, what on here? Uh, Walmart's brand, Great Value, 7-Eleven's brand, 7-Select, uh, Essentia, another one, Essentia Purified Drinking Water that claims to be a 9.5 pH. And I'm going to read this one since this is um, a 9.5 pH water. Water quality report coming soon. It says, we promise. The label directs consumers to the company website, which is www.essentiawater.com to get water quality information. But when you go there, the company just promises it, promises in the future, Essentia will post a quarterly lab analysis prepared by an independent laboratory for your review and reassurance. It is not that yet there. This lack of public data does not stop the brand from boasting health benefits. Doctor recommended to protect, improve, and enhance the quality of your health. Essentia is a prescription for life. Blah, 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 fucking blah. Um, what else do we have on here? Oh, another good one. Uh, Trader Joe's Pure New Zealand Artisan Water. Oh boy, this is a big one because Trader Joe's is huge around here and um, yeah, Trader Joe's, it's the big gallon of water. So not good, not totally not good. There's also Fiji on here, Iceland Springs. Um, what else do we have on here that I recognize? Um, I guess that's about it. But yeah, we are really not getting the proper information here. Companies are not wanting to share the information, which makes it very shady because you don't know what you're actually putting into your body and you need to really pay attention to your water. You think water is just water. Water is not water. Filtered tap water 
alkaline water from a protected and honest source. That's why I recommend you come down to Fountain. Check out Fountain Health. That's Fountain with a P-H. Fountain with a P-H. FountainHealth.com. Come check it out. Go on the blog. Learn about everything that we do. Come visit me. I'm in Port Jeff, and I am excited to see you there, get to know you a little bit better, get you on the path to great health, great energy, excitement, and it's a really cool community. So some tips for drinking safe water is you want to change your filters all the time if you do have your own filter at home. And of course, you can find out more about that at Fountain too, because we also offer an in-home water filtration center, center, water filtration system. Uh, drink filtered tap water instead. On the go, you want to carry water in safe containers, so you want to pay attention to BPA-free. If 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 you must use plastic, otherwise use glass. And um, I think that is all that I might have for you right now, but this can go on and on and on. There's so much more information. I'm going to post the links in the show notes for you to go and grab this scorecard, the 2011 bottled water scorecard by the Environmental Working Group. Uh, There's so much more that I want to share with you guys, but I think I've taken up enough of your time right now. So go to the show notes because I'm going to have a bunch of links in there on everything that I talked about here. I would love to hear questions from you. You can find me the best on Instagram at at the Lauren Jeans. That's the, as in the word the, T-H-E-L-A-U-R-E-N-J-E-A-N-S. Come be friends with me on there. Let's get to know each other. I would love to see where you're listening to the show. So snap a shot and tag me over there so we can get to know each other. And um, that's all that I have for this week. Look out for next week's episode, which I do not have the topic for. I've got so many topics in mind that I want to talk about. So I kind of just see what's flowing in my head that day of recording. It's the way I work best. So shoot me over your ideas. Instagram me your ideas. I would love to hear what you want to hear about. And um, check out Bella's Yogis. I can't wait for you guys to let me know about that as well. So Bella's Merry Yogis is our sponsor. I would love for you to go check her out at Bella's Merry Yogis on Facebook. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and a weekend. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.